0: On today's episode, I'd like to talk about women in music. This is obviously an important topic to me as a female running my own business and now podcast. Um, When I first started Wisconsin Music Ventures, a concert series that this podcast is kind of stemming from, uh, I started it kind of out of necessity. Um, I did not have uh, much of a choice. I was um, lacking the ability to perform on my instrument very much anymore. Uh, due to unforeseen medical circumstances, and in my abdominal area, a lot of various surgeries uh, that I had gone through for a number of years, um, due to this ridiculously named um, issue called Nutcracker syndrome. Look it up sometime; it's so bizarre and rare and stupid. And um, but as a horn player, uh, it's uh, it can really mess up your body when you have all these complications and. Things happening, but um, long story short, I did not have uh, much ability to play anymore and uh, and there were other things that were kind of going on in in my work world that just you know led me to believe that if I was going to do anything in music it had to be on my own and it had to be uh, yeah through my through my own determination, through my own work um, and so Wisconsin Music Ventures was born. And I did not really think about the fact that there were not many women working in the music industry, uh, because I had come from I've I've done a lot of nonprofit work in um, performing arts arenas, in um, arts management and things like that. There have been a lot of women in those industries, um, but come to find out, there's actually a big difference between those industries, um, arts management and the nonprofit circle is very different than the music industry in the for-profit business world. Um, and a big difference is the gender role. And I can tell you for sure that the number of women in the music industry uh, running things behind the scenes is, is very small percentage wise in comparison to the men. And it's almost completely flip-flopped. Um, as as it's related to the arts management in the nonprofit world, at least in my experience. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but it seems that way. So it's it's been very interesting. And, you know, when I started off um, through some of the patrons that have supported the Wisconsin Music Ventures series, I was told right away, hey, you know what, uh, especially as a female in the industry – uh, you, there are some people that you should meet, and one of the first people that I was recommended to meet was Thea Voras, who is the next interviewed subject coming up on the next episode out shortly. And uh, I'm so grateful that I was introduced to Thea because she is a rock star. I use that term a lot, I guess, um, <laughs> describing people. And in my own words, that's just a way of, you know, high regard. I, I love her. She's fantastic. I have so enjoyed meeting her and, and got, getting to be friends with her. we work worked, worked, together as musicians. We work together as, um, collaborators business-wise. Uh, we work together in a lot of ways now, and I'm so glad to call her a friend and colleague in the music industry in Wisconsin. And there are not a lot of women doing what we're doing, um, as far as putting together com- concerts and promoting them, promoting musicians, uh, in this area. So again, So grateful um, to our patron, Mike, for introducing me to her. Uh, We have become besties, as they say. Um, I want to mention that in a a recent um, endeavor of mine, I I was participating in an entertainment technology startup conference. And within that conference, I talked with a number of different um, businesses I matched up, I, I talked with probably about eight different startups in the entertainment technology field. And what was fascinating to me was um, based on the people that I met with and also the people based on their presentations that work with them, um, I, I saw a lot of diversity. I saw a lot of racial diversity, but I did not see a lot of gender diversity. Um, it was, you know, I was really grateful to see all of the racial diversity. That is something that is getting better and better in the music industry for sure. But of the people that I met with that day, only one of them was uh, a female owned operated business. And she was a co-owner, um, the, the second, the second owner, the partner was a male. And, um, it was just fascinating to me to take note of those things. Um, and again, like even, even the people that I didn't meet, I saw, you know, the lists of the people who were, uh, employees of these organizations. I I don't remember seeing any women listed with the exception of that one business. So it's just, it's, it's such a strange thing to me. Uh, why aren't there more women in the music industry and how can we get more involved? It is a tough industry. To be in as a female, um, you do have to have tough skin for sure. And, um, you know, I am grateful for a lot of reasons that the uh, hashtag MeToo movement has happened. I think that that has played a role in a lot of the entertainment industry, not just the arts, uh, the movie industry, where it really started, I suppose, um, but all, all over in entertainment. And um, that's one of the reasons for the, the thick skin. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, it can be a very difficult, emotionally draining enterprise to be involved in the music business. It is long hours. It is tough hours. It is not ideal if you have a family. Um, those are probably other reasons why it is difficult to be uh, a female in this business um, weekend hours, late night hours, um, exhausting. Um, so, you know, that kind of thing is not going to change. Um, how we can make that more adaptable for women in music, you know, I am open to your suggestions. Uh, I myself, I am married, but I do not have kids. So it is very manageable for me to participate in this industry. Um, and my husband is very understanding of my my work life and my uh my late nights and my you know need to be out and networking at shows and things like that thankfully um and he always has been you know very early on um when we were first dating you know he would meet me after rehearsals and after concerts and and that or at concerts um and that is how you know how it worked and and thankfully i mean he was he knew right away that if it was going to be something long term he had to put up with that schedule and even though he is not a musician um he is very supportive of what i do thankfully um but yeah it is it is a tough life it is a tough environment um and tough hours for sure um but i'm curious about um other thoughts on this. I just wanted to mention also that throughout doing different performances with the concert series that we've got, uh I have I kind of keep a low profile. I mean I'll introduce the bands and um and I'll say something at the end and, you know, do the, the general spiels that you would expect from the organizer of such event. But I've also noticed that um there have been a couple people that will come up and talk to me at events. Uh Especially if they're more casual um and and sometimes people talk to me and you know not really realize who I am or you know what part I play within the the event within the concert, and then at the end, maybe I'll go up and do my my thing at the end, you know say thanks for coming and you know get on our email list and all that good stuff, and then uh, I'll go back to my table or wherever I might have come from and and those people might be like, "Oh, so this is your thing." And, and I've gotten that a couple of times and, uh, and it's always kind of fun to see reactions. And I'll say, yeah, I mean, what did you think? I mean, do you think I'm not capable of this kind of thing? And, um, you know, sometimes it's been men who've said that kind of thing to me, like, Oh my God, are this is your thing. Like, like I had, you know, I had no idea. And, and it's, it's very fun to see their, their body language. Um, in some cases, they seem very um, put off by the fact that I could be possible of doing this. Like it's very demasculating or emasculating. Is that the right word? Um not quite sure on that, but you get the idea. Um, in another case, I had a, a very nice gentleman who was out at one of our events over the summer uh, who said, so this is your thing, huh? And I said, yeah, it sure is. Uh, and thanks for coming up, by the way. <laughs> and he said, you know what? Just a recommendation for you, if I were you, I'd get a good female role model to to talk with and, and mentor to, to talk with regularly because there's, you know, not a lot of women doing what you're doing and you want to make sure that you're talking to someone regularly about all the problems that you might uh, come across. So, and I thought, huh, thanks for the advice, sir. Um, I've got this down pretty well. And at first, I was a little hesitant to take advice because I thought, "Well, yeah, I mean, why do I need advice from a man? I've got it, I've got this down, but you know in hindsight he he was really just trying to be very nice and um and he 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 was absolutely right, and I do have um a few friends and 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 colleagues that I do look up to you know Thea is really one of those um and you'll hear more about why shortly, uh and there's definitely others on that list that I very much look up to. I love having conversations with, um, and, and on top of that, I just love having conversations with all sorts of people, not necessarily just women, but it is important to talk to women for the reasons that I mentioned earlier so that we can kind of, you know, hang out together, discuss how we can work through these issues together, how we handle different scenarios and band together. Um, as uh, female entrepreneurs and promoters and things like that in this industry. So I, I actually really do appreciate that man's remarks. And, uh, and I do not remember his first name anymore, but uh, I really am grateful for having him come along. And I'm grateful for all of the reactions from different people along the way who've uh, learned that I am running a business. And I'm grateful for the fellow females that are working with me, Shannon and Giselle in Wisconsin Music Ventures. And I'm grateful for Ben, our, our token male, <laughs> who is also a part of our business, uh, who is very, um, endearingly putting up with our, our female squad, albeit, um, you know, uh, females with the exception of him. And, uh, he's, he loves it and he's very open to it and he's the perfect, guy to work with. He said he, he grew up with sisters and uh a single mom and he's he he knows that land very well. So um we we love working with him. And uh so hey, you know, girl power is all around us at Wisconsin Music Ventures and we will continue to to build on that and to promote women as just as much as men in this organization. And um and thanks for listening today. Before I sign off, I wanted to actually throw this over to Shannon, who uh, actually produces most of our podcasts, um, and, and ask her what her thoughts are on being female in the music industry and what her experiences have been. So Shannon, go ahead and take it away.
1: Hi there. Uh, my name is Shannon. I'm currently sitting in the studio right now, uh, well, actually my little home office um, where I make And uh, help produce everything that has to do with this podcast. Um, I'm not really used to being on the other side of it and actually talking about anything or hearing my own voice. So, this is very new to me. Um, I know Allison asked me to come on and say a little something because, as a woman in this industry, um, I sort of see all different sides of it. Uh, My side of this industry is usually actually around um, the recording side which, if you've ever been around it, you kind of heard of the sound guy, you've heard of the, the guy in the booth, The follow that guy, talk to that guy. Um, it's very male-dominated, and I knew that going into it. It wasn't something that I tricked myself into thinking wasn't going to be very difficult. So I started my journey with um, recording and things like that, actually in high school. and. It always felt like all of the guys in the class and all of the guys around just automatically knew more than I did. And um, this is kind of funny. I know I sent Allison sort of an idea of what I was going to say, but I'm going to completely change it and just talk. As I was hanging around my friends and and doing things, I mean, I had a really close friend named Diego. Um, he was sort of the person who really pushed me to play guitar and to Sort of do the things I wasn't um, predisposed to doing. Something I was a little bit cautious of. And I don't. I don't think that I'm a very strong musician. I'm not very versed in the theory and um, improv. And I mean, I just kind of like to play what I play. Um, I don't really perform or anything like that anymore. I just spend time by myself. I I practice when I can. I've sort of fallen off of that. But um, I. I've always been very aware of my shortcomings, and I think a lot of that has to do with being a woman in general. I think we're always taught to sort of notice our flaws before someone else can and try to fix them before someone else can say something about them. So when I started doing this, it kind of just felt like I was always going to be behind no matter what. And that really did take a toll on what we were doing. I mean, <clears throat> we learned about MIDI and. Uh, different things like that, um, how to take a MIDI file and make it sound a little bit real and make it sound better, how to take a recording and have it come out to be the best recording that you can, tools that you can use before and after the recording process in order to make it better. Um, and in college, I learned a lot more of these things, but it just felt like so many people, so many guys just knew more than I did already. I don't know how. I don't know where they got it from. They probably you know, did their own research, and they just uh, came in really ready to go. But I think I sort of held myself back by thinking that they already knew more than me when I walked into the room. And now having graduated college, I have to remind myself that's not always the case anymore. Um, I graduated with a degree in music business and recording technology, now called music industry, at the University of uh, Wisconsin Oshkosh. And I spent a lot of time putting myself in the front chair. Every time we walked into the studio, I wanted to be as close to the board as I could. I wanted to be right up next to the drum as we were micing it. I just wanted to do all of that. And I think I, I got that because after being, after sitting in the background for so long, I started to realize that I had to take my own initiative. I had to learn what I wanted to learn. I had to push myself to be you know, had and I do, I don't think I think I still have trouble when I know that someone else likely does know more than I do, um, especially if they're a guy. I have to remind myself that it's okay to to ask for help. I I don't want to be seen as, oh, you know, of course she's a girl. Of course she doesn't know what she's talking about, she doesn't know anything about this. Um, I think it's sort of been one of those things that's always in the back of my mind because I work at a music store and I'm one of two women that actually work there. And I sort of get it a lot where I know that a lot of people are coming in, they're looking for a guy, probably a lot of customers, they want to talk to a guy that's been there and done that. Um, And I put it up to experience too. I don't know everything, I know that I don't. I know that I don't know um, there's a lot of things that I can learn and I need to take the opportunity to do that and admit to myself that asking for help is going to help is going to be better for me in the long run. So I think um, so kind of like Allison said, when it comes to being a woman in these kind of industries, you just sort of have to be a little tougher. You have to have thicker skin. You have to be ready for that. That backlash, that um, that misunderstanding, and you have to understand that women are probably out here trying ten times harder to prove themselves than a guy will have to, because someone can look at a guy and they can be like, "Oh, he probably already knows what he's talking about." I have to walk through every conversation, proving myself. I have to add extra information. I have to do something so that this person will understand that I do know what I'm talking about, and. Um, it's just been one of those things that has been a little bit difficult, but I think it's gotten a lot easier as time has gone on and how uh, definitely being a woman in, the, in this industry is a little bit more difficult. Another point I'd like to make um, about being a woman in the industry. Um, outside of the industry, I am first and foremost actually a guitar player. I started when I was 13. Um, I didn't take a traditional way of playing. I never learned scales. I just learned tabs. All I learned was, probably at the time I didn't know this, but it was the fastest and easiest way to play music that I wanted to. It was just, oh, you like that song? I'll teach you how to get to the skills so you can play it. That's kind of what my teacher did. And, uh, you know, coming into college, it was a little bit difficult because I actually started out as a fingerstyle performer. Um at the University of uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee because they came to my school and I really liked what they did. I thought it was very cool and I wanted to learn it. Um, but I kind of went in and no one had told me that you had to audition to get into college for uh, music. No one told me that I would have to learn scales to go with that. And I had two weeks to prepare that and I did it. Uh, two weeks to learn two, uh, two songs for the... Uh, the thing and then i just met with the head of the department of fingerstyle guitar and played him and he accepted me and he kind of knew my circumstance was a little bit weird i i felt like i wasn't really put in the best position to to get where i wanted to be um but also i don't i probably did not communicate very well what i wanted to do because there's there's a lot that i still didn't understand and i just wish that i had known more about getting into music um in And I quickly found when I got there um, that performance was not for me. I'm a very uh, anxiety-driven individual. I have struggled with my own issues of like an anxiety disorder and stuff. And I was the only girl out of probably 12 or 15 other people in that class. I, this was probably me putting it on myself, but I felt like I had to represent my whole gender as well as myself because I don't know the last time they had a girl there. I don't know if they see me the same way. Some of them might not, some of them might, some of them might not even care about me. But I sort of had this added level of anxiety where here I was as the only girl in the class, and now I'm, if I am not that good, then. Uh, I kind of represent like, oh, this is why we don't let girls in here or something like that. Um, and that was just kind of my take on it. And it it was something that definitely bothered me. I started avoiding lessons and seminars and I, you know, did what I could to put myself ahead. But I, I didn't realize I had to perform. I didn't realize there was a lot of things. And I had made my mind up uh, eventually where I knew I was just going to go to school for music industry. So, but I had to get through the re- the two semesters that I had, and I took every loophole I could to not perform. I, you know, i I really did not want to. i I didn't go. I maybe went to my juries, and that's about it. I even left a jury early because I was just so stricken with anxiety. And coming to UW Oshkosh was really nice because I was I was actually taught how to deal with that anxiety because I still had to do juries to stay in the program. But also, I had found out the last year that I was supposed to be performing regularly, actually. And my teacher had not, among other things, had not prepared me and had not done that for me. It um, had not set me up with those sort of opportunities, which, looking back, I don't mind. I, I really was okay with that. But I was also not on the same level as other upper-level guitarists. And my last year of college i pulled out my finger style guitar pieces the ones i liked and i just i went with those and i i think i did really good with those but um yeah it was just something i really did not like to do i did not like performing i did not like anything around it and i think my gender definitely came into account there with being the only girl in both situations at milwaukee and at oshkosh and having it pointed out to me in front of everybody by my lessons teacher at Oshkosh. And there had been some other instances and things like that, that I just did not feel comfortable performing. I never felt like I was in a comfortable space to perform on my instrument that I had been playing for, you know, between eight to 10 years. I didn't feel like I learned that much. I felt like I was at a disadvantage compared to everyone else. I felt like I was I was seen as less. I was seen as, you know, um, someone who was just trying to get by, and I didn't want to be that. I wanted to learn more. I just don't think I was, again, put in the position, and offered the correct tools to learn more. And I, I, when it comes to individual lessons, you can't really do anything about that, especially if there's only one teacher for your instrument and only one style for your instrument. Um, you can't decide. You know, that you want to play something else, it's not, it doesn't always work like that. My last year of college, I got a new professor, a new lessons teacher, and he listened to every woe I had about everything that I had before. And he was so kind and so nice and very understanding about how I wanted to go about things. And he, you know, in that year, I think I learned more than I did in the previous four um, or the previous three, actually. And I got to play the pieces I liked. I had fun. I started to like playing music again, which was really important to me. I even like even playing in front of people did not bother me um, once I found the confidence that I needed to play because um, it was more in myself. It wasn't just in my gender after that. It became I'm confident in what I have to play, <clears throat> no matter whom I I am playing it in front of and what I'm playing it for, because I've practiced, because I like it, because I want to show people what I can do now. And I think that's definitely a very important part of it, of, of doing anything like that. And just reminding yourself of why you did it in the first place. And it, it really sucks that it took, you know, I was in school, um, college for five years, it took until that last year for me to rediscover why I actually started doing this in the first place, and I still think there's a lot about me I can rediscover and I can find um, beyond that anxiety and beyond that worry and that that pain and all the stuff that I'd been through. There's a lot that I can do now, and I find, you know, working on the podcast, like Wisconsin Music Ventures, having opportunities, working at the music store meeting new people, uh, collaborating, all of that stuff definitely helps me with the confidence that I need to move forward and do what I like. So um, anytime I get the chance to work with someone new, I'm very excited. I no longer put myself in a box like I used to, where my gender defined a lot of what I did. And I think that's the biggest thing, is just go out and do, you know, do your best, do what you can, do what's within your means, but also try something different. Try to do something that you're already scared to do, but just do it because it's someone else might have gotten to that place easier, but you probably worked harder than they did to get there. It's sort of like that sense of privilege, you know, um, that guys have over Girls that uh, white women have over black women, you know, like any sort of minority, any sort of uh, thing like that, is just it's that privilege that we don't all see until we have to act against it, and not everyone knows that it's there. You know, the people with the privilege probably don't even know the struggles you went through to get to where you are, and I say behalf of myself, I'm glad for where I am. I'm glad for where other people have gotten despite their um their you know the lack of privilege that um they have and i'm just excited to see what a world will look like when all of us have a more even playing field and we can all do the things that we've always dreamed to do and that's my thought on that
0: today our featured patron is christina beaupre as well as Brian Link. They together are patrons. Uh, they are in the West Alice, Wisconsin area. Christina herself is an amazing female musician. Thanks, as always, for your support. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Newmeyer. Thanks again.